Hi guys. Hello. 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 I'm so still totally getting used to this. First and foremost, thank you for the feedback on the Ship My Pants episode. Wow. I can't believe the whole world knows that. I can't. It's like liberating. It's liberation. I'm free, bitch. I'm a free bitch, baby. No, I'm not obsessed with Lady Gaga. Leave me the fuck alone. Love you. Goodbye. All right. So here's the situation. Here's the isolation. Here's the juxtaposition. Here's the wiener. Here is the ice maker. I recorded an episode last night about flaking on a Friendsgiving that I was supposed to go to last night, but I ended up not going to last night because I'm just not ready. And so the entire episode I had planned out was I was going to be like, okay, guys, I'm exiting isolation. Like I'm leaving, I'm leaving the quiet. I'm leaving this downtime. I'm leaving this period of silence. But then I just had to basically read my body all day and recognize that the reason why I woke up at 4 a.m. the night before is because I was having anxiety as fuck about going to this Friendsgiving. So that's what today's episode is going to be about instead. It's not going to be about the fact that I exited isolation. It's going to be about the fact that I didn't exit isolation. And maybe I'm talking myself into the fact that it's totally fucking fine if I don't leave um, or exit isolation anytime soon because maybe that looks way fucking different than a Friendsgiving. Maybe ex Exiting isolation looks like this. Maybe exiting isolation looks like me telling you my deepest, darkest secrets weekly and being consistent about it. Like maybe it means exiting isolation means being consistent to your community rather than going to get drunk as fuck or just a, you know, a few glasses of wine in and a few giggles in with some random strangers that I kind of sort of know, kind of don't know. If you did listen to the last episode, you likely know that I am not a big fan of going to people's houses. Never have been, never ever have been. And especially after the trauma I, that is instilled in me from shitting my pants at that house. No, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. So that, I mean, it did kind of low-key have a play in why I didn't go to the Friendsgiving yesterday because food, being at a house with people I don't know, stomach problems, a lot of anxiety, and overall just the fact that I still don't really 100,000% know who the fuck I am. And I was the person before this isolation period, which has been 11 months now, I was the person like in 2016, literally to like 2022, that didn't fucking stop. I mean, did not fucking stop. Sophia Amoruso, hashtag girl boss. That was my shit. We don't stop. We hustle. We drink the coffee. We wake up at 5 a.m. No, we wake up at 7 a.m. Mm, I did like 6.30 for a while and like my most productive period. I'm a 7 a.m. girly on average, but I didn't stop for like years. In fact, I made myself so fucking available that at one point um, in 2019, I had 40 shoots a week for an entire month. 40 shoots a fucking week. That's 160 individual photo shoots in a month on top of events, on top of influencer, whatever the fuck events. I think I started to recognize that I was burnt out by, by like the end of 2022 um, because I was doing so much fucking negative self-talk that it was so hard for me to even show up to one photo shoot. Like I, I mean, photographing honestly is kind of, it is beautifully exhausting. It is a soul exchange. Pay your photographers what they ask <laughs> because you know, those 160 fucking people or 160 photo shoots, definitely more than 160 people. Um, I'm, I'm not just photographing them. I'm photographing them. I'm directing them. I'm producing. I'm giving my clear communication while we're at the shoot on site. 
so that we can get the best possible outcome together so that what I'm creating with them, they're proud of. And so as a photographer, I think for a long time, it's like I started to fucking see people's souls. And that can be exhausting because when you're taking photos of them, it's like you want to take, you want to find the absolute best angles of them so that they feel good about themselves. It's an energy fucking exchange. And I think I just had way too much of it. So if you're someone or if you know someone that I've canceled on, I don't, I'm sorry. Like I am so sorry, but just like me going to this Friendsgiving yesterday, it's like I would rather cancel than show up 50% rather than 100%. You know what I mean? And that's where fake it, like faking it and fake it can like kind of have different, like you don't use that tool all the time. Again, fake it is a tool. For example, I couldn't have gone to the Friendsgiving yesterday and fake it. Like that would be fucking fake of me to go to a Friendsgiving where there's not a business transaction. It's there for pure fun, for fun, for relations, for communication, for for fun. Like that was not a situation I could have showed up in and faked it. But photography in some ways I, I could and I and I couldn't for long though, like I couldn't for long, I couldn't show up to these shoots because my job was so personal. Um, so I was a music photographer, photographer, family portraits, everything photographer for like 10 years, um, commercial photography mostly. Well, for commercial photography and personal photography, working with a lot of freelancers, a lot of individual business owners, people who own LLCs. I was working with a lot of people who were trying to build themselves and that energy exchange just, eventually really got to me. I mean, it got to me in a way that like, I just, I just had to stop. So not only the past five years, like was I going full fucking speed ahead, motherfucking bitch fuck shit wiener. I was also in a really toxic relationship and meanwhile, losing myself. I mean, I think that you can recognize burnout by looking at the things you love to do and saying to yourself, do I want to do that right now or not? Because the things you love to do should give you energy. It shouldn't take away your energy. And so as soon as I started to feel like I couldn't show up to these photo shoots and be 100% myself, like I couldn't show up and maybe I, I could take the photo, but I couldn't direct. Or I could take the photo, but editing would take so much fucking energy out of me. Shout out photographers. I will always be a photographer, but I've needed a fucking break, which is why I went into social media marketing and ultimately kind of why I was able to go into isolation after the pandemic, which I think a lot of us also did in different ways or, or still do, or maybe even crave. If you if you were in isolation and then you came out of it and had to just you know go full speed ahead, maybe you crave that isolation period or you crave the silence or you crave the alone time. For me personally, I fucking love being alone. I am a lonely motherfucking gold star bitch. What? That's what I said last episode. No, I love being alone. Like I'm one of the people that in <laughs> the last, okay, I think every fucking relationship I've ever been in has been wrong. I've only dated Capricorns also. Five fucking relationships I've been in, Capricorn, Capricorn, Capricorn like get me away but all the relationships I've been in they've hated the idea of the fact that I've always wanted my own bedroom like give me my own wing of the house I need my own bathrooms I need my own I just need my I just need to be away from people in order to find myself again and so 
I think that as soon as I naturally ended this relationship in January, I was like, bro, I gotta fucking be alone. Like I need everyone to leave me alone, even if I don't wanna be alone. Again, I was the person that was going to, that was doing all the photo shoots on top of the networking events, on top of the, uh, just doing as much as I possibly fucking could, human to human, face to face, like contact to contact. And then all of a sudden the past, really like two years, I've kind of gone MIA, well, three years, but the last two years and the last 11 months more than, anything. At least last year I was in a relationship and I saw friends and I did party and I did go out at least a little bit, but there became a point where I like literally felt awkward going to these photo shoots and I was like, I don't know how to direct. I had to cancel on like really big events because I straight up did not trust myself to deliver the craft that I've been practicing for fucking 10 years. Like what? That is so confusing. Towards the end of last year, I totally just fucking felt myself start to lose myself in a way that I didn't know what was making me happy anymore. Photography wasn't making me happy. I didn't want to see or text my friends back. It got to a point last like December and January of this year where I was like, fuck, I have to save myself like now. Like this is like, a, I have to fucking save myself or I'm going to drown breakup. Not like a, I fucking hate you. Get out of the, get the fuck out of my life breakup. It's like, no, I have to save myself. The Like the people I was surrounding myself with, the person I was surrounding myself with was draining me. Was just, I was just draining me. My job draining me that I created. My hobbies draining me. Bro, what do I, what the fuck? What the fuck? So for about like two or three, no, probably October, November, December of last year, January of this year even, I I did not know my name. What? Like, what the fuck? Like, what? What? That sounds so, I feel so fucking victim and it's not victim. It's just me saying there was so much overwhelm going on in my brain and in my environment that I felt like I didn't know my name. I didn't know myself. I didn't know how to help myself. I didn't know how to make myself happy. And on that note, helping yourself. There became a point last year where I was so not self-sufficient. Like I could not help myself to fucking save my fucking life. And by the grace of whatever, Gaga, I, and the first step is awareness. So by the grace of Gaga, I, somehow snapped into awareness. I snapped into reality and I was like, oh my God, I am in pure isolation. I'm not talking to my friends. I'm not happy. I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know, like, I don't know what to do. I started to take the steps towards what my meditations told me. Like I've said, I'm a massive meditator. I really believe in meditating. I didn't a few years ago. I mean, I've always thought it's super cool, but like it's really, really changed my life and is medicine for me on the daily when it comes to overwhelm and ADHD and clarity. And I meditated really hard last December, October, November, December, because I knew that I could go back to that. I could go back to that when I felt completely lost and completely alone. And meditation is probably what helped me the most when it comes to being okay with um, isolation and realizing the steps I need to take to save myself. So you're going to hear me talk a lot about meditation because it has just really changed me. It's been like a friend to me. It's like, it's, It's like, I just, all I can say is it's like medicine. It's better than marijuana. It's better than weed. It's better than the ganja. It's better. Meditation is the best. It is like the best meal that you can give yourself every fucking morning, night, whatever fucking time of day. Just, it gives me clarity. 
So I start meditating as much as fucking possible. And then of course I fucking dump him. And then of course I'm fucking miserable. And then I have no idea what to do with my life because we were so fucking enmeshed. Basically break up with him. He moves out. <laughs> it's a funny situation. He moves out. I break up with him. He moves out. I'm still in the house that we lived in. And so I've had to fucking stay here and change it. <laughs> I've had to stay here and change the vibes. Not, and not, not have to, I've, I've got to, I get to, I get to work from home and stay here and change the vibes and make this environment and this house more my own. And the only, and hopefully that will bring me more clarity in who I am and who I want to become because the environment I was in, and let me just say this like for fucking real, you guys, your gut you know if you're in an environment that's not healthy for you. Even if you don't want to admit it, you fucking know it. And guess what? There's probably someone, at least one person in your life that has said to you, you're not in a good environment. Are you okay? Do you need help? And then the fight or flight mode kicks in and the fight kicks in. And you're like, yeah, I'm fine. I got it. No worries. I got it. I got it. I got it. And then you don't realize that you're actually going in circles trying to help yourself when the only thing you can actually do is get the fuck out of the environment that you're in or change the environment that you're in or wake the fuck up and and take the helping hand and say, yes, sister, yes, mom, yes, bestie, please help me, I'm not doing okay. Even when you're in that conversation, when there's a friend or, or, or someone who loves you saying, how can I help you? you likely have no fucking idea what to tell them. Like you, like you don't know what you need when you first come out of a breakup. You don't know, or maybe I just didn't. And that's where it goes back to like, I did not fucking know how to help myself. At the beginning of the year, I break up with him. I'm, I'm alone um, for like a month. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to start partying now. I go out a little bit, hang out with, just, I go out a little bit, hang out with some fucking rock stars, do my thing. And I, I'm more unhappy than ever. And then I realized a pattern. My partner and I had actually broken up for a brief period before. And then I also partied then. And I was deeply unhappy then too. So what the fuck is it going to... So it's like, okay, I'm not happy partying. I'm not happy in isolation. Where, where the fuck am I happy? So I've had to really recognize and identify re-identify the things that bring me joy and bring me peace and bring me clarity. It's like, okay, so I have a month to myself, the beginning of this year where I'm healing, I'm isolating. I'm like, I know I need to be alone. I know I'm confused about myself. How can we meditate it the fuck out? And it's almost like fucking, it's almost like fucking masturbating. Meditation is almost like masturbation. It's like, we don't have to, you know, like, you know, people say like, <laughs> People say like post-nut clarity is a thing. This is totally rated R. Um, well, post-meditation clarity is a thing too. It's like the same fucking thing. So I'm literally comparing meditating to an orgasm. You guys fucking just do it. Just do it. You're welcome. But I was alone in January, willingly knowing that I this is where I need to be. This is what I need to do if I can just meditate every day. If I can, if I can just meditate every day, maybe I can figure out who I trust. If I can just meditate every day, if I can just meditate every day, maybe I can figure out um, my next my next steps in life. Maybe if I can just meditate every day, I can um, figure out what type of environment I need to be in for myself so that I can become my, the best version of myself. No. What happened? I start fucking ruminating. And <laughs> not only am I ruminating, but I'm ruminating so hard that it turns into depression. And then, well, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm post-breakup. 
post not clarity, post breakup. So the rumination turns into depression. The depression turns into Lana Del Rey obsession. <laughs> I mean, obsession, obsession. I've never gotten into the Lana Del Rey um, kingdom fandom. My God, the glory. My God, the loneliness. My God, the Hollywood glamour, uh, the sultry, the sexy, the black and white, the, you know, the daddy, like the, it's just kind of like this careless, but fuck it, I'm helpless energy. And I fucking lived in it. Mm, not just January. January, February, March, April, May of this year. So then back it up. I do see friends this year, but I only see the friends this year that really fucking matter to me, um, which is good. And this was a big practice that I've had to practice, like honestly, like every day because I do want to party. I do want to go hang out with these random guys in my DMs. Like I do, like I do, I, I miss being the crazy ass fucking 22 year old. I miss that person but i'm just not really her anymore <laughs> like let me reintroduce myself i'm not her anymore i've calmed down in my partying i mean it's not that i want to calm down in the partying it's that not only does a massive level of trust come in now but boundaries boundaries the best b word on the block baby bitch bitch the best <laughs> what the best word boundaries but also the hardest fucking word ever boundaries like last night when i was like do i do i fucking go to this friendsgiving i was like you know i really wanted to i really wanted to i was pushing past my anxiety and then i realized no ace you need to put boundaries on yourself or you actually you've already put the boundaries on yourself now you need to take action you need to What's the word? Let those boundaries block you. What am I saying? You need to let the boundaries boundary. Let the boundaries boundary. And it's hard because you typically have to take action to let the boundaries boundary. So when like random cool people have asked me to hang out this year, I've said fucking no, because I, not only because I just don't want to give my energy away, but because my boundaries that I've set for myself say, hey, Ace, no, you need to be, you really do need to be more alone this year. You need to watch the people you hang out with because I've had a lot of people, at least from my perspective, like use me. Like, and I think a lot of us can agree with that too. I think that like the most, like people, the most, I don't know, the people you least expect are the people that blindside you and use you. And I think I had a lot of that. Like I just made myself so fucking available as a photographer that I would give incredibly discounted sessions to like my closest friends to family to even people that i saw that needed it like maybe they have a big business coming out whatever you know like i just made myself so available that my intentions this year were to make were to respect the boundaries i drew in january so anyways ruminating turned into depression which turned into lana del rey depression which turned into a glorious beautiful creative storm of songwriting, of novel writing, of poetry, of redoing my house, of re of cleaning out my closet. Okay, I'm actually not here to say, I'm not here to say rumination. I'm actually trying to take us away from rumination, but the, this rumination, which was also just like post breakup clarity, <laughs> post not breakup clarity, was beautiful for me in that moment because I created so fucking much 
And I find that in my darkest times, I'm sure you can relate, um, or if you can relate, in my darkest times is when I create the most beautiful work. Um, but I was there for months and I did not expect to be there for months. I did not mean to be there for months. I was there from January, February, March, April, May, June, July. And it wasn't until like May to June of this year that I realized, mm, I really have only seen like two friends, three friends, and two of them were in England. <laughs> and um, I have been really alone, <laughs> like way too alone. Like my habits haven't super changed. I've created a new gorgeous creative storm of a, like a new creative storm mess. But when you stay in that creative storm for too long, it can actually be really, really bad for you and really hard on you. And the thing that's coming to my mind right now is like a pencil. It's like, you know, a pencil can fucking create, but it runs out of, it runs out of lead. In order to keep that pencil, fucking pencil, not run out of lead, it's like you need to use it at the right times to do to what? What? I don't know. I don't know. But if you are creative, I hope you understand what I'm saying because this is where I was for like six months of this year in a really deep creative rut, but not even a rut, not even depression, like extreme creation um, that's so uncomfortable that I stopped eating again, um, didn't, wasn't even fucking drinking water. Like all that I was doing was ruminating and ruminating and overthinking about everything. <laughs> everything I mean like I mean I just wanted to be someone better and someone different and this year you guys literally that's me this year and it's weird and kind of hard to say that because I love myself and even in therapy right now um, I think when we look back at ourselves and who we were in fight-or-flight mode we have to forgive ourselves above all we have to forgive ourselves because the person that we were got us to who we are today and the habits might not match the person that you want to become yet, but they can with that, with the post-nut clear, with the awareness, with the meditation, and with the stopping of the rumination. So how the fuck do we stop ruminating? How do we, okay, we know it can be, we know ruminating can be like 25% good, 75% bad, but like that 25% can be so comfortable and that's why it's dangerous because ruminating can be a way to pass time. Like if you think about as much as I do, like, I don't know, literally everything and nothing at the same exact time for a fucking hour hours at a time that's just not good of us to do you know we have to find ways to snap out of the ruminating and take action in the person we want to become it's like you can so it's like I feel like I took like six months with my whiteboards and I was like okay here's the person I'm going to become I'm going to be better at communicating I'm going to be more extroverted as I was I'm going to actually show the world my creative projects you know I'm going to read in the morning I'm going to actually wake up before 8 a.m and I've been that person now for I don't know like six like another six months like five or six months so that's where I feel comfortable starting this podcast and sharing these things because it is a constant, like it's constantly going up and down and up and down and we need to not stay down. We can't be down anymore. We can't be down. We just can't be down unless we're diggity down. Unless we're diggity, diggity wiggity, diggity. Ruminating can be beautiful, but it can also not be good for depression. So ruminating can become depression. How do we stop ruminating? Also, what the fuck is ruminating? Ruminating is thinking about things over and over and over and like thinking about things so in depth so much that you get into like this <laughs> portal of overthinking 
And it's typically negative overthinking. It's not like you're ruminating, saying things like, it's not, you're not like in your brain, like, I love me. I love, I love life. I love, I love the plants outside. Oh my God, it's so sunny. I love me. I love me. I love me. Oh my God, it's so sunny. Look at the plants outside. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? It's like, that's not the shit that's on repeat. The shit that's on repeat is like basically a constant stream of like negative intrusivity. Is intrusivity a word? I think so. So but like extensive intrusivity. Like it's like you sit there for hours. Maybe you're scrolling. Maybe you're doom scrolling and you don't realize that also fucking multitasking is not a good thing. ADHDers, it is not a thing. We got to stop doing that. We got to stop doing that because that's not good for our focus. But how do you stop ruminating? Okay, we know what it is. It's overthinking, negative overthinking. How do you stop overthinking? Well, this is what I mostly wanted to talk about today. And it's a concept that I also briefly discussed in the fir- or the second episode, um, which is in the Oprah and Gaga Super Soul podcast episode. But they discussed something called radical acceptance. Radical acceptance, the first time I ever heard it was, of course, through the through that podcast episode, through the Super Soul with Gaga, Heal Through Kindness. And they're both discussing how they just have to radically accept how their bodies hurt. Okay, well, I remember taking that, the very first time I heard that podcast episode was in a really, really fucking hard time of my life. It was right before the pandemic um, started, right as I quit my desk job and right as someone very close to me passed away. And in fact, I had just seen Gaga two weeks before she did this interview. Obviously, I love her, okay? We know, obviously I get it. She's amused to me. I love her. I also love Oprah. And I just love women that find ways to help themselves because I think that's what I'm trying to do is like last October, November, December, I fucking needed to help myself. And then from January to June-ish of this year, I didn't help myself. It's like I had three months to have the awareness, six months to not take action. And then I had to fucking wake up and be like, oh my God, I have to take action on the rumination because I can't just sit here and practice who I want to become. Like I can't just write out who I want to become. I actually, I have to actually take action to it. So there's this thing called radical acceptance. What the fuck is radical acceptance? Well, I have some notes here. And I was trying to not find like a Wikipedia page. I was trying to like find like an actual, um, um, sassy move, an actual definition of what radical acceptance is. So this is the closest thing I got. Okay. Um, it's from something called Psych Central. However, it states at the beginning that it's medically reviewed by in some PhD. Madeline Brown, updated on March 31st, 2022. I'm going to try to say this. Barek. Yep. Radical acceptance. Medically reviewed. Radical acceptance means practicing a conscious effort to acknowledge and honor difficult situations and emotions. That's what this Psych Central says. Fully accepting things as they are instead of ignoring, avoiding, or wishing the situation were different can be a critical step in moving through a difficult experience to experiencing more meaning. The concept of radical acceptance falls under dialectical behavioral therapy, or DBT, which balances change-oriented goals with acceptance to help people regulate emotions, limit dysfunctional thinking, and improve motivation. So that's everything we're looking for when we're ruminating. Like we're fucking dysfunctional when we're ruminating. We're dysfunctional. We're not. Fun- we're not pro. We're not functioning right. We're not programming 
programmed right. It also goes on to say that accepting a situation does not mean that it has your approval or that you necessarily like, found it acceptable for your life. So when you're radically accepting something, it's not like, um, like for example, someone who survives like major childhood trauma. Like it's not like they're like, oh yeah, what happened to me is totally acceptable. No, 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 that's not it. It's like you accept and you forgive and you let go. It's almost neutralizing something and saying that's how this is onwards. That's how it happened onwards. The article goes on to say that radical acceptance can improve your overall quality of life. And I think that that's what we're trying to do in this podcast. We're trying to improve the quality of our life because none of us fucking asked to be here. <laughs> Actually, in fact, two nights ago, I was watching, this is so random. Two nights ago, I was watching um, The Little Mermaid with my mom and little sister. And we're basically three different versions of the same person. There's this scene in The Little Mermaid where she's just fucking stranded in the middle of nowhere. And my mom was like, what would you do? No, no, no. She's stranded in the middle of an ocean. And my mom is like, what would you do if you were stranded, stranded in the middle of an ocean? She's like, I would just roll over and float. I just float until a shark comes to eat me. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're going you're gonna to wait to die? You're not going to take matters into your own hand? I'm going to fucking drown myself. I'm going to fucking get the fuck out of there. I can't. I can't. Oh, my God. That's like my worst. Oh, my voice is starting to shake. Just thinking about being stranded in the middle of the ocean. Oh, I can't. And then my little sister over here is like, well, I just do flips. <laughs> She's 11. Yeah, so if she was stranded in the middle of the ocean, she'd just do flips. And, you know, we all know that some fucking dolphins would come and save her. But point being, none of us asked to fucking be here so we're all trying to improve the quality of our lives especially if you're a fucking depressed person especially if you're a person with intrusive thoughts like i always want to you know er, my car right off the fucking freeway i always want to er, my car right on the overpasses god damn especially in dallas don't you just want to fly <laughs> that's fucking dark don't you don't you though so we have to change our thinking, guys. I have to change my thinking. Radical acceptance is actually something that I think Lana Del Rey also does, which is weird. So it's like she, it's weird because it's like the consumers, if you're a consumer of hers, at least from my perspective, in, in my situation, I was dark as fuck. I fed into the vibe she gave. I fucking ate what she served. I ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But then at the end of the day, something that Lana super fucking stands for is, oops, oh well. And maybe that's like rebellious and kind of bad of her, but she like just, I feel like she just like accepts whatever the fuck she does. Like she's like, if she fucks up, if there's, you know, con something controversial about her that happens, she's like, fuck, you know, whoops, move on. Love it. Whoops. I'm sorry. Move on. Love it. Okay. So radical acceptance is a mindfulness practice. And the last thing it says on this little um, article is that other areas of, or where practicing radical acceptance can be beneficial, um, includes things like big fucking life events. Like you guys, I'm trying to tell you about radical acceptance because it's a tool that's really changed my life. Like it is really a tool and a, a mindset practice that you can kind of jump into when the worst fucking possible things are happening. 
So this says, you know, coping with a divorce. You can use radical acceptance after a loss of a loved one. You can use radical acceptance as an anger management tool after the loss of a job. Um, and then to prevent rumination. It literally says to prevent, prevent rumination. And then lastly, to improve your self-worth. So I think that, yeah, not only are we all trying to improve the quality of our lives, but we're also trying to improve our self-fucking worth. And what the fuck? Like, we want to look in the mirror and love ourselves. You know, like, I want to look in the mirror. I do look in the mirror and love myself but it takes practice as fuck <laughs> and what we say out loud is who we become uh, I wanted to also tell you guys about this quote by Jen Cicero she's the author of the book you are a badass it's bright yellow there's also like you're a badass at making money you're a badass at habits she's so fucking awesome I love her books and I read those three that I just mentioned all during the period all during 2022 um, 2021, 2022. So they are books and the way that she communicates, like the way, her, like her, her language really was beneficial to me in some of my darkest periods. Something she says is our thoughts become our words. So hold on, let me slow down. Our thoughts become our words. Our words become our beliefs. Our beliefs become our actions. Our actions become our habits and our habits become our realities. So the process of self-improvement really is also a process of breaking things down and taking it day by day by day and like one fucking percent better at a time. I have a friend who says that and I just love it. Every day we're trying to be one fucking percent better, but who you are is how you talk to yourself internally. Does that make sense? Like who you are your makeup is how you treat yourself on the inside. What? Like that's so personal and so special, but also so lonely. I don't know. I use that word lonely a lot because I think that, you know, I've, I've been in just nonstop relationships. I've been just with someone 24 seven. So I feel a lot of loneliness in different areas, but I also am recognized and, and loneliness isn't also a bad thing. It's something that I'm self-imposing and it's a journey if the first step to working on ruminating and to healing ourselves and identifying with ourself is to change our words, then what the fuck are we going to consume so that we actually are in the practice of changing our words? I'm not the best at this because I'm a big fucking stupid ass, big motherfucking fan of reality TV. I fucking live and love reality TV. I live. I live for reality TV. Love Island, my shit. Like I said, Selling Sunset, my shit. You know what I fucking don't want to admit? The Circle, love that shit. Love is Blind, love that shit. The Kardashians, done. Number one, obviously done. But there are books such as, like, I, I think it is important for us to pick up, like, self-help books every now and then or a self-help podcast. Because, again, like I said in the first episode, the more that you, like, are obsessed with your own life, the less you actually get to know yourself, the more you consume outside media, outside sources, and you decide and decipher what you do and what you don't like versus when the creative media is in front of you. That's how we can identify ourselves. So I'm not sure if I'm making sense at this point. I don't know if I'm ever making sense. Should we talk about poop again? Should we go back to talking about shit again? I have a tuna sandwich sitting right next to me. I'm a tuna sandwich bitch. I know that people fucking hate. You know what I also am? You want to fuck you want you want to go? I'll eat my tuna sandwich on the flight. Is that rude? Yeah, that probably is. But what if there's no other op Okay, whatever. What what if there's no other option at the airport? 
I don't want to eat peanuts and water. I don't, and it only happens sometimes. So what are we even talking about? We're talking about isolation and radical acceptance, ruminating and the difference between all of them and how to make it kind of healthy and how to make it like work in our favor. Ruminating works in our favor. Like we've learned 25% according to little Dr. Ace. Okay. So yeah, so I was supposed to go to a Friendsgiving last night. I didn't go to the Friendsgiving because I was having way too much fucking anxiety because I've just had these boundaries on myself all year of only being around people that um, I really know and trust. And it's not that I didn't trust the people, like I said at the party last night. It's just that I, like, I don't know. My body was saying no and I had to listen to her. And then there was a part of me that felt fucking guilty. I was like, fuck. I was, I was like on pins and needles. Like, God damn, I hate canceling last second. Like I, but you know what I do? Like I am a fucking flaky person. There are times where you have to cancel to be the best version of yourself, to remain true to yourself. Like I'm not about the fucking friends that pressure me and push me to show up for something. And I do think, of course, there comes a point where you can become too flaky when you don't show up for your friends whatsoever. But I think more than anything, it's radically accepting that like, this is what I needed for myself in that moment. If I needed to cancel, it's fine. If I need to, you know, reschedule, it's fine. Whatever I had to do, I had to fucking do, period, the end, no overthinking what's next. Do you see what I'm saying? That's what we do. That's what we have to do moving forward. That's what I have to do moving forward because drawing boundaries is hard. It is hard to take care of yourself. It is hard to draw boundaries. It is so much easier to be to numb out, to smoke all the weed, to not practice healing, to not go to therapy, to go drink, to go ignore your problems. Like I'm just someone that I think I was just like around so many fucking people for so fucking long on top of living with a fucking boy. I can't. I can't. I'm never doing that again. I'm a man hater. I'm never doing that again. But I, I've needed this quiet and silence. And so, I don't know, if you've been thinking about it, I think I just want to say, like, if you've been thinking about it, do it. It's hard, though. It's not just super easy to sit and, and be alone and to make yourself read and to make yourself meditate and to make yourself journal. It's just so much more fun and easier in life to not do that stuff. But overall, like the overall umbrella, I personally feel 10 times better when I meditate. I feel 10 times better when I don't ruminate. And the more that I meditate, the less I ruminate because the more I meditate, the more awareness and clarity, the more awareness I have of my habits and something I also constantly do. I don't know about you. Okay. Actually, you know what? Let's just end this here. If you're not a woo-woo person, if you're not a woo-woo delulu, bye-bye. If you're not a woo-woo delulu in this here, a woo-woo delulu is kind of like a TikTok term that I'm kind of making up also. Woo-woo delulu, I don't know if that's a thing. Woo-woo girl is a thing. Delulu girl, another thing. They're two kind of similar things. And overall, it just basically means you believe in a fucking higher power. You believe in like a bigger version of yourself and you're going to, you're going to be delusional. (laughs) You're going to be, you're going to act however the fuck you need to act to get what you want. And it's not fake because you know, within your heart and in your life and in yourself that, um, you can be someone better that match and like, you can be the person that you want to be and the habits that you want to have can match the person that you want to want to be. But we have to cut it out with the negative habits first. So a Delulu. So, okay. So I'm a Delulu woo woo and listen to this. Listen, (laughs) I don't know if this is too much, if this is just not cool. Like if this is so extra of me or what, but I absolutely 
I think I'm just addicted to the notes app in my iPhone, but I absolutely have a notes app in my phone that I've updated like every year the last two years. Um, I just never fucking lose hope, okay? I never lose hope, but I've updated this notes the last two years and it is a word for word visual of my house and my best self and the accomplishments I want to achieve. And in addition to that, there's a gratitude practice at the end of it. So it's like, I am grateful for this. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this. It literally has details like the thread count I want on the sheets I'm going to own in a couple years. Like I, to be delusional is to believe that you can be, to be Delulu is to me, I don't fucking know. Can someone else describe Delulu for me? What, how, like, what is a fucking Delulu woo woo? Someone else, I make, I'll, I'll coin the term, you tell me what it means, okay? (laughs) I mean, we obviously took it from TikTok, but whatever. What I think I just want to say, like, being delusional is like magic. It's literally believing in magic. And so is radical acceptance. And ruminating is too, because our thoughts are fucking magic. So it's like, no one needs to fucking sit and ruminate all day because that it's beautiful because it proves our minds are endless. We can just sit there and fucking think we can sit there and talk. We can sit there and look at a wall and stare at a wall forever. We can sit there and do fucking nothing like because of our brains, because our brains can go that fast because our brains can make shit up because our imagination (laughs) like that's awesome. So let's get in control of it whatever. So I'm cool as fuck with where I am in this isolation. I don't need to exit the isolation. My friend was fucking cool with me not going to the Friendsgiving, but it's just the fact that I felt bad about it afterwards. And I had to practice boundaries and I had to practice radical acceptance for the person that I want to become, which is someone who respects the fuck out of her boundaries, which is someone who can communicate clearly without over justifying why I can't come to the event. It's just, Hey, I can't come. Thank you for inviting me. Not, I can't come because I'm having, I'm going to have uh, poop anxiety and I need to do my laundry and I got in a car accident need to come like no like no we're done with the excuses radically accept that you need to draw the boundary you draw the boundary you don't overthink you stay busy you stay distracted so like the last thing I want to say is I've been incubating no boys in my dms I'm not I can't hang out right now I don't know when I can hang out I'm single and not looking. I'm single and radically self-accepting. I'm single and pooping my pants. I'm single and right next to my cat and in front of me there's fucking selling sunset on the TV. I'm so good. Like, whoa, whoa. Do you remember at the beginning of this where I said this time last year I did not fucking know myself? I didn't, I felt like I didn't fucking know what was a goddamn single thing about myself. I was so unhappy. And a year later, I took some of the strongest action, have been in fetal position more than maybe ever the past 11 months. But um, I'm, I truly think I'm happier. Not think, I know, I feel I am happier than I've been in years. So, ladies, let's practice radical acceptance, radical self-acceptance. Let's find that post-nut clarity in our meditation and... Um, draw the boundaries, respect the boundaries, draw the boundaries. I'm exiting isolation slowly, but surely. And it's just really glorious. I'm just like glorious. Who fucking uses that word? I don't know. I'll get out of incubation soon. I'm reprogramming myself. Leave me alone. I'm busy reprogramming myself. So if you see me in person, just know I am basically an alien that's in reprogramming mode. So if I stutter and if I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, just smile and wave. Just let it happen. That's where I am. I accept. 
I love myself. I'm gonna go get really stoned. Oh, I'm gonna go get so stoned. I'm gonna go get so fucking stoned because guess fucking what? Um, hold on. My computer's on one percent. Fuck. Um, I got my medical marijuana card renewed. So I'm gonna go get so fucking high. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but let's get high. My computer's on one percent. My computer's on one percent. Let's do it. It's my grinder. Okay, let's go. Hold on. Let's see. If, let's see. Okay, hold on. Putting the putting the mic down. Let's try. Hi, sassy. The mic is right next to my cat. We're gonna hurry and load a bowl. My computer is on one percent. Is this legal? Don't care. Oh my. Oh my. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. So should we talk about a tea break soon? I should probably talk about tea break soon because I should probably do it again soon. I went four years, almost four years without one day, without, no, two days, without two days, without smoking weed. Where's the lighter? All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, please rate it. Please rate it on Spotify. Please, if you're listening right now, that can be your good deed of the day. It's basically like buying um, the person in the Starbucks line their coffee. That's what you're doing for me right now by rating this. Thank you, motherfuckers. Let's get high. Oh, radically accept yourself.